0: The views expressed by today's guests do not necessarily reflect those of the Knights of Awakening. Today is August 14th, 2009, and you're live with the Knights of Awakening. Message
1: 2. Message 2. You are listening to the Knights of Awakening at Blog Talk Radio.
0: broadcasting live from our corners of the universe to yours. We are your host nice David and Justin, reaching out to all of you, our brothers and sisters, wherever you may call home. Hey, David, I think I said July 14th. I believe
2: you did. I believe you did. <laughs> uh,
0: we're in August. It is, yeah, it is August. If I said July 14th, uh, scratch that. We can start the whole thing over again if you want. No. No, nah, it's too, Not too late, late for that. It's, we're live. August lying. 14th. I apologize. Cool. Hey, it's good to have you back, David.
2: Yeah, it's good to be back, man. I lost my internet service there for a little while, but I'm back online now and catching up with everybody.
0: Isn't it it's like it's like when you go on vacation from work and and you come back. And it's only been like five days. Five business days, you know. You come back and there, it, that just was, seemed like it was the week that everybody wanted to send, talk to you over through the email. So then you spend, spend the next three days of your of your time back from your vacation going through email. Yep, sure enough. It's man. Kind, of, kind of like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good uh, evening, everyone. Later on. Just want to welcome everybody to the show. Thanks, thanks for coming out.
2: Later on tonight, we got uh, our guest Thomas Hackney. He is the director of a documentary called 933 Skills, and it uh, it, it shows some some parallels and connections in there that confirms uh, what what some might think is extraterrestrial existence. Um, we have it up on our homepage at com now. I was a little bit late getting all that together, but it's finally up. And um, some of the, some of these events, these intelligent events that happened uh, from October of 92 to July of 94 Uh, and he he put them all together and made a 27-minute documentary. It's available at YouTube, but that's just a teaser for the full length video that he's selling. And if you watch the videos, there's a link to at the end of it to to where to buy that. I I didn't catch it to put it up on the site. Um, What did you think about it, Justin?
0: Well, First and foremost, I uh it is our mission here to to uh uh help people express their own truth. It's no it's no secret to anyone that knows me well enough that 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 I'm not um a big UFO type person or alien life person or or whatever. Um I just never really put much much uh, time and effort into it uh so you know, these kinds of things always are always interesting to me because it's always something new. Because I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to, you know, what's going on out in the universe. Uh, it's hard enough keeping track of what's happening here on Earth. So, you know, uh, I I definitely thought it was interesting. I could I could see his point of view in in that short version. Um, however, uh, like you and I were talking about before the show, you know, there's a lot of, there's, there's some things that we'd like to maybe he can explain further for us and. Hopefully, we'll get that uh, here a little bit later. Sure. Uh, also coming up, we got some uh, we got some fun stuff later coming up. Uh, uh, now, I'm not a self-proclaimed astrologer. Uh, astr- uh, 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 astro- <laughs> help me out, David. I haven't had enough <laughs> coffee today.
2: Yeah, we're going, we're going to be talking astrolog astrologer or astrologist.
0: Astrologist. <laughs> okay. There you go. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, signs of the zodiac. Um, everybody knows that. Most of us probably read them in the newspaper. Um, I used to read them to my uh, to my crew years ago uh, before our shift, and and they loved it. So I mean, horoscopes are always something that's kind of fun, and we wanted to kind of kind of uh, take a bite out of the out of the zodiac a little bit and see what uh, what each sign represents. Um, You know, just common traits and common meanings and stuff like that. Should be, it should be pretty fun. Mm -hmm. All right. So, heroes of the week. We got two heroes of the week tonight. Uh, I'll go ahead and start out with the first one, Dave. If you don't mind. Go ahead. Our first, our first uh, honorable knife awakening honorable mention of the week is. A group of students and their uh, and their uh, professor uh, from Central Michigan University. They've created a what they call a smart cane, like a smart cane. Uh, to re- what this thing does, it reads electronic navigational tags installed between buildings to aid blind students and visitors and guests to the university. Uh, so, so what this thing is basically, you have a uh, you have a cane, um, a, you know, a typical-looking cane that uh, a blind person would use to, to navigate their path as they're walking um, to, to, you know, help keep them from bumping into things or hurting themselves. Um, what this thing is, it, it's equipped with a radio frequency, um, like some kind of, like, a identif- identification technology, kind of the same stuff that you would see on a, uh, shirts and jackets at a store. You know those little those little security tags that you see on the on the stuff at the store. Similar technology there. Uh, what this cane also contains is like an ultrasonic sensor um, that is uh, teamed up with a uh, a tiny miniature navigational system uh, inside, like a bag that the person would carry on their on their shoulder. Um, so what this thing does, it you know. It kind of like as the person is navigating okay in between these markers that they have set out um you know if the person starts to to veer off towards an obstacle then the uh or something that could harm them uh, while on while on the campus or on the property there uh it, this little bag and this little uh device will make a sound that uh you know to, to 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 and not only does it make a sound but it tells the person to move left or right so they don't you know bump into something else so. This technology is, you know, something that's kind of new and, and, and the instructor or the, the professor and his, his five students, they kinda, this thing kind of started out as a project and, and, and they're actually making uh, 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 big gains with this. It's certainly something that could uh, uh, really help a lot of folks, um, especially those kind of folks, those folks out there who become blind uh, partway through their life or halfway through their life. You know, um, I don't want to speak to this too much because I'm not blind. But uh, from my perspective, it would it would be much harder for me to be blind at my age right now, rather than being born blind and just learning how to navigate. Yeah,
2: that it would be a very useful tool, man. Uh, navigating cities, not just not just college campuses. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, I, If I were blind, I would not be opposed to having one of these high-tech canes because you can still use it as a cane even when those little electronic uh, emitters aren't nearby. Uh, it's just right. when you are, they, they would kind of help you out. It's the same kind of technology um, they use in stores. If you've ever uh, bought a CD and you opened it up and it had a little little sticky black thing that's got a metal strip inside it, something very similar to that, and it just beeps. When you get nearby it. Uh, the other, the other uh, hero of the week we got is is really of an unconventional sort. <laughs> back in the back in the nineties, when uh, Saddam Hussein's men uh, uh, invaded Kuwait, they they took a little bit more than than what hit the news at the time. Uh, they they lifted something. Uh, more along the lines of culture, they took uh, Sesame Street. They, uh, they got the videos and uh, they took them back home, and now there are little kids all over Palestine watching the Sesame Street. And, uh, of course, Sesame Street is spreading the, spreading the news of friendship and tolerance and stuff like that, Something, a message that's uh, <laughs> severely needed. Uh, there the is nobody that hasn't
0: seen Sesame Street, man. No, I don't think there's a person alive, uh, at least in this hemisphere, that hasn't seen has Sesame Street. I grew up with it. My children today grow are growing up with it. It's a little bit different, yeah. but it hasn't changed a whole lot. It's, it's a real good tool to reach children. Hell, I find myself watching every once in a while now. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: man. Yeah, I watch I watch SpongeBob. I can't I can't talk, but um, yeah, it's it's really good to to hear that uh, that those kids are, are getting a taste of the world out there beyond their own uh, what you would call uh, hate messages. You know, the uh, the Hamas they they have regular scheduled programs. Uh, it says in the, in the article that I have posted both on our site at nightsubwayking dot com. And also in our live chat room here, uh, it says that Hamas has a um, a regularly scheduled uh, hate program, which is no surprise. You know, one man's one man's patriotism is another man's you know whatever. But uh, I fi- I, I'm 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 in agreement with with these kids watching Sesame Street, and I don't see it doing any harm. And I really like the fact that uh, maybe. Who knows, man? Maybe in 20 or 30 years, we may see a different Middle East.
0: You know, well, here's than, than the thing, right? man. Here's here's the thing. There is nothing wrong with teaching your children to to stand up for themselves. But but there's but that's the that's the point. That's the line you got to draw. Not only do they need to know when to defend themselves, but why to defend themselves, and and in what circumstances. Now, now we can't sit here and teach our children. Every single possible scenario that can come up, but we can we can empower them and make them intelligent enough uh, to to know when to draw a sword and when not to draw a sword. So you know, and you're talking about these Hamas guys. They were I was reading that article, and it was pretty much you use violence in in every situation is what they're trying to tell these kids because they're afraid they're going to lose power and they're afraid that uh, you know this and that. But but what they don't realize is through through pure violence they're going to lose everything anyway. Because there won't be anybody left to defend it
2: well, I don't know about you, Justin, but I'm teaching my kids to tolerate everything, even intoleration uh It's okay if other people don't tolerate us, but there 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 comes a point where that intoleration crosses a line to where uh they're not happy as long as I exist and if that's the case, then what we have is war and you know, that that results in what we have right now. As they can well, yeah, be intolerant, they can be they can be intolerant as they want to, just keep it to themselves. You know, they don't have to blow people up and do well, all this crazy stuff.
0: That's the problem. They can't keep it to themselves, and it's not just them. Let's not you know let's let's not just draw a line to say it's just the Middle East. It's everybody, everywhere. There are there are these extreme to- intolerant people everywhere, even in our country.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. We we, you know, we featured one here a allowed... while back.
0: Yeah, what's that? Sure.
2: We featured one here a while back. Uh, the the neo-Nazi guy that shot shot the the security guard at a, at a museum. Mhm. You know, because he's still living in. Yeah, man. It's intolerance is bad. Uh, fundamentalism is bad.
0: Now think, I'm not going to sit think... here and say that Sesame Street shaped me the way I am now. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: However, however, if if I had a choice to let my kids watch something that teaches them to beat everybody up every time they look at you crooked versus something like Sesame Street that, 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 that not only tells you why it's wrong to beat somebody up, but, but how, you know, other, other ways to, to, to deal with that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and let's be honest. I don't, I, I don't pretend to live in some fantasy island where everything's perfect and, and everybody gets along and nobody beats anybody up, but, there is a better way there is a better way and it's not going to start with us david it's not going to start with people like with uh, my generation your generation and our parents no. it's going to start with our children we have to start with them first and, and 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 from from what i can tell these guys have really uh really doing a good job of trying to do that
2: no but every every little step and i mean a little step it don't matter how little every step is a step in a direction uh, and if it's a good direction, then that's well and good, you know. And stuff like this, I applaud it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, you know. In the end, hate just, hate just breeds destruction. And you know, you, you talked about neo Nazis. There's a very good example of what hate does to someone. Mm-hmm. What what happened to Hitler as, as a result of his extreme hate? The entire world stood up against him and beat him down and, and ultimately ended his life and ended everything he worked for. So, you know, you can go around hating people all you want to. It's not going to get you far. It may get you, it may get you a few steps ahead, but, but th- somebody's going to step up and knock you back down because that's, that's, yep. <laughs> that's just how it is. Uh, you know, let's face it. There are, you know, in truth, there are more good people in the world who, 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 who believe in standing up for the right thing the problem is sometimes it takes uh, an extreme act of hate to, to, to really bring those people out for the most part. So that's a great story. I really enjoyed reading that one. Um, there's a video attached to that story, too, if you guys want to take a look at that. It's good stuff. want to say hello to Alder. Thanks for showing up, man. Appreciate it. Setanako, as always, it's always a pleasure to have you uh, with us tonight. Heather. Um, we uh let's talk about uh, uh uh just real quickly david some of the stuff that we've done uh, lately with the show real quick um, I think we have some time um, and and not so much with the show but with uh, with the um, uh main site in, in particular uh very recently we had um, heather uh, she uh has graciously volunteered to Help us manage our, 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 you know, our social networking outreach and, and trying to reach more folks and more listeners uh, uh, through that medium. Um, you know, David and I are now official twitters. Is that what they call them? Is that a Twitter? A Twitterer. or not
2: that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if I'm, I'm if I'm twiddly D, who are you?
0: I'm twiddly D, pl- man. I'm okay with I'm, that. I'll
2: play it. I'll
0: play it. I'll play. I'm okay with that. I'm alright with that. I'm alright with that. We could just both be humpy Dumpties.
2: Oh, okay. Tr- tr-
0: trying to push each other off the wall. <laughs>
2: there you go.
0: See, see who makes a bigger splat. Mm-hmm. So uh Heather uh Heather uh listener Heather has really really stepped up. She's she's hooked us up with all kinds of stuff and she's uh stayed on top of that stuff really, really good. Um, a lot better than than I could have uh, ever hoped to Um, considering, you know, a a lot of folks may not understand or or realize how, how much time gets put into getting just this, uh, four hours a week put out there, but, but really it does take a lot of time. Um, you know, we don't want to just get on here and talk. We want to, uh, we want to make these shows worth your time. Um, speaking of, do you have, David, can you pull up, uh, the main page, um, if you want to follow along with us here, uh, go to uh, nightsawakening.com. This is just something I want to, I want to point out to everyone here. Um, one change on the main page. Down at the bottom, we have uh, uh, added a few, uh, few new things there, um, what we call our upcoming guests. And then we just want to talk about some of our upcoming guests real quick and some of our upcoming shows. we got some really, really good guests lined up for you guys uh, throughout the rest of this month. Um, first one, the, the our first upcoming guest is James Wanless. Uh, he's, this guy has done just about everything you can think of. Um, he's a, he's a corporate trainer. Um, he's a, um,
2: motivational speaker,
0: motivational speaker, a keynote speaker. This mm-hmm. guy, uh, he, he teaches, uh, Intuition and intuitive uh, intuitive thinking and and, 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 and uh, action. Um, anybody that's ever come across uh, this gentleman, uh, Dr. Wanless, will tell you that, that he, he takes a step in the room and just lights the place up. I mean, he just lights the place up. Um, a really, really, really cool guy. I can't wait to meet him. I can't wait to uh, get him on the show. We have him scheduled on the 28th. Uh, and also he's a co-creator of the voyager tarot deck which is a very very uh popular um, tarot deck a lot of people use it uh, especially a lot of the new age folks because it is um, pretty fresh it's pretty fresh and it and it's kind of i'm not i'm not a big tarot guy because i don't you know i don't practice tarot i don't know a whole lot about it I, you know, I, I know the gist of it but from what people tell me they like this deck because it's uh, it's new, you know what I mean. I mean, it, it's fresh. So, who else we got coming on, David?
2: Uh, we have you caught me off guard. We have Joseph uh, Donian. Donian is that Donlan. Donlan. And, uh, you you lined him up. He's the author of a series of books, I believe, called Ordained Reality.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Uh huh. Yeah, he has a BA in the, of English in Northeastern University um he's a student of uh physics and eastern metaphysics so it'll be uh interesting to to get some of the connections that he's made in his work do you wanna do you want to describe what what he told you during your yeah, uh, he,
0: yeah joe uh joe daniel uh donlin is a is a he wrote these books based on the power of thought and how and how powerful uh you know positive thinking and the power how much weight do, do thoughts carry uh and mr. Donlin has made the connection by using science to test the theories and and showing science using science along with metaphysical beliefs and science he's made the connection between the brain the mind and 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 how those thoughts actually uh can uh move the future or change the future uh in a way that that's desirable to you depending on how you uh you know project your thoughts so we'll get him on the show uh next week he's here next friday um that should be a really good show um so i look forward to that one too and then uh one other guest we want to talk about real quick um this guest is, is not yet fully confirmed, but we're going to try to get uh, the filmmakers and cast of the there's a, a documentary a movie uh, called The Path Afterlife. Uh, basically, this is uh, going to be a series of documentaries um, that that feature a lot of different folks. Um, one of which. Um, is the Monroe Institute this is kind of coming out of the Monroe Institute so those of you who don 't know what the Monroe institute is uh, pretty much one of the one of the four uh, one of the um, what 's the word i 'm looking for one of the folks who uh, uh, who really started started the whole um, god i, I can 't even i lost my train of thought here lost my train of thought Anyways, um, we got some information about them at the uh, at the website nightsawakening.com. Uh, you know, and who doesn't think about the afterlife? I'm, uh, I can't wait to see this movie. They're going to send us uh, a copy of the movie uh, for us to view before the show, um, and they're also going to send us two copies of the movie uh, to give to give to our listeners. David, I don't know if I told you that, but but that should be fun.
2: Yeah, you told me about it. I didn't know if we was going to announce that or not.
0: But oh yeah,
2: now now that you have, uh, we'll have to set some kind of, we'll have to set some kind of uh, way for people to win them. I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that should be fun. Sure. We'll,
2: we'll think about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right, Alder. Ro- Robert Monroe was astral projection, uh, uh, and the Monroe Institute was based around uh, lots of his work. And, and, and the cool thing about about Monroe was his work uh went well past actual projection and I mean I've got lots of their stuff at, at home here I just I lost my train of thought about uh uh about who they are trying to explain uh to folks who don't know who they are um all right so yeah so we got some good stuff coming up lined up for you guys um uh David, uh, well, I'll talk to you about it on the break. Never mind.
2: (laughs) Okay. So um, you ready to go to break?
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and go to break. Um, All right. And Uh, when we come back. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, for for everybody out there, uh, you're listening to the Knights of Awakening radio program. I'd like to remind the listeners that the call-in number is 646-716-4609 or you can hit the push-to-talk button on our show page at Blog Talk Radio. We have a chat room where you can uh, chat live with other KOA listeners or find the links to the material we've been discussing tonight. For that, you'll need a free registered account at Blog Talk Radio. You can also visit com to listen to past shows, preview our upcoming content, or join the Knights Awakening community in our forum. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute. See you soon,
0: and don't go away. All right, and we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Coming so up next. Be- What's that?
2: Oh, uh, I was just going to uh, feel the silence there and mention that we didn't even have to listen to the creepy guy tonight.
0: No, no, I've killed the creepy guy. Okay. That, seems to, that seems to follow all of our songs. <laughs> Still trying to figure out who that guy is. But I killed him anyway. All right. Our guest this week claims to have the proof that shows we are not alone in this big and vast universe. The unprecedented and scientifically studied events are described by Thomas Hackney in his new 27-minute documentary, 933 Skills, just released for free viewing on YouTube. Mr. Hackney believes that 933 skills provide scientifically verified details of communications conveyed through these three seemingly magical, if unprecedented, events, two of which occurred within our atmosphere, the third taking place in outer space.
2: Good afternoon, Mr. Hackney. You're live on the air. Do you mind if we call you Tom?
1: Not at all. Uh, Justin, right? Uh, this is David. David, Okay.
2: Yes Justin sir, just there he is. All
0: right. How you doing Tom? How are How you this identify? evening? Very well. Tell Thank us a little
2: me. bit Tell us a little bit about your documentary. Uh you you've connected some very interesting dots there and come up with a come up with a magical number, so to speak.
1: Yeah, um well, I mean everything is keyed to those three numbers, nine three, three, which mm-hmm. is uh what they chose to uh you know, to tell their story. And, of course, three squared is nine. Three times three is nine, Mm -hmm. which is pointing out the fact that uh, the date of the Peekskill meteor event was three days before uh, the activation of NASA's uh, first search for extraterrestrial intelligence, and also three days before the American quincentennial, which was the uh, 500th anniversary of Columbus's discovery of America on October 12, 1992. The big 500, as it, as it was once known. Probably forgotten by now, but uh, that was a big day. But uh, that was the, also the day that NASA activated their uh, SETI program, 10-year, $100 million search for extraterrestrials Mm -hmm. so they keyed it right you know just prior to that uh uh, activation and um you know they go from there basically you have to follow the dots Hmm. so
0: so i noticed you know uh i watched the documentary uh a few times tom and i and i just find it very fascinating because partly because it as i told my listeners earlier uh you know, I'm not one that that really pays a lot of attention to uh, ETS and and stuff like that. Um, not because I don't believe in them, but but just because you know uh, they don't really inter- interest me as much. But watching your documentary um, kind of made me a little interested. What what took so long for uh, you know? As as you said, uh, I believe it may be in some of the correspondence between you and I. You said you know you're just a regular Joe, just like me and just like David and like everyone else. Ten years. Ten years it took us to to put this, this stuff together. Why Why did it take so long?
1: Well, um, when it came out in '92, when I realized what had just happened, uh, the internet really wasn't uh, much to speak of. So, you know, I wrote my articles and I submitted them to editors, and they all got rejected. And so, uh, when the internet came out, uh, sort of the end of the, sort of like 1999, 1998. I got my first computer and I and I put a website together and I put all my findings on that uh, website of mine. Uh I I left it there, uh added to it uh for about 3 years and then I took it off cuz really the the wrong kinds of people were were hitting my my website. I didn't really want you know all these uh, secret organizations and governments and and corporations and Investment houses to be looking at it uh, I'd really rather have you know the general public look at it, so I took it off and sort of went back to work uh, and now I've just decided to, just this year to put a film together or a slideshow film more accurate uh to tell the story again, see what happens
2: well i can I can definitely. Resonate with Justin. I mean, I want to believe, you know, and I want to believe that that we are not alone in this universe but uh, I can also you feel the pulse of our audience and There's a lot of people out there. They're saying oh no another another conspiracy theorist, you know So let's let's talk. Let's talk more about the the makeup of your of your theory there uh, your the connections that you have made i want you to I want you to convince me that there's no other way other than some kind of um some kind of connection between these things that made it into what it was uh,
1: I'm not quite sure what you're asking. Can you rephrase that?
2: I want you to make a believer out of me as well, though as I'm though as
1: really... though i'm as right. though i'm a hard As though I'm a
2: hardcore skeptic, but I'm not a hardcore skeptic. You know.
1: All right. Well, I don't blame you for being a skeptic. Uh, If uh, if you have followed the UFO craze for the last twenty, thirty, forty years, you know you'd probably be Mm -hmm. turned off to it, like I was. But um, it's not a question of belief, really. I mean, you know, if you if you just follow what's going on in in the in the universe as far as what we know uh, the chances are almost 100% it seems to me that there's plenty of life out there I mean the the building blocks of life are everywhere they're everywhere Mm -hmm. a lot of them are in the comets and and the meteors that uh, are everywhere Uh, all all the organic compounds and the precursors to life are in those Mm -hmm. meteors and comets that's what seeds the planets
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so it was in, indeed very apropos that they chose that particular vehicle, you know, these particular vehicles to indicate to us that yes indeed you know you're not alone and so you know it was very apropos that they used them mm-hmm. um it's, it's it's just such a huge universe it's not even really conceivable really how big it is Mm-hmm. And there are just trillions upon trillions to the trillions power types of possibilities of planets out there. Stars, I mean, galaxies, there are 100 trillion galaxies. Each, each galaxy is going to have, uh, you know, uh, how many billions or trillions of stars?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not really up on it, but um, oh, yeah. there are. Yeah. Carl Sagan.
2: Carl Sagan broke it down pretty good, and you know his conclusion was that you know we probability states that we are not alone uh I don't have a pro- I'm not a skeptic I want you to understand I'm not a skeptic I'm just curious uh as to your as to your documentary you know I want you to i want you to explain it to me in front of everybody that way we can all get it simplified for me
1: well um as I said, uh, the, the the planets are seeded uh, mm-hmm. everywhere. Okay, if a if a planet happens to be situated around a sun in a friendly orbit, there's uh, there's every likelihood that there's going to you know spring life on that planet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's not too cold if it's not too hot, uh, there's going to be life there, of some form or another. So, if you figure how many of those types of planets there are in the universe or even in our own galaxy, uh, there are just you know millions and millions of planets in, in our galaxy that um, should have some sort of life on them. Because, as I said, all the planets are seeded by comets and meteors that are raining uh-huh. on them all the time. Well, what, and, what kind um, of clues...
2: What kind of clues will we give well, them? I mean, in your documentary, you you make several connections. That's that's what I'm wanting to discuss, is because many of our many of our audience people haven't had a chance to to watch your documentary mm-hmm. yet. They they haven't seen the YouTube teaser or nothing. They have no clue what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, well, that's it's tough to explain it um, in, a, in an audio format alone without the visuals, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would recommend that uh, your listeners watch the video to to see what I'm talking about but we can approximate what you know is in that film you know right now basically um you had a a sort of um event October 12 1992 which was when the human race decided to look for for extraterrestrial life in a serious way. It was the first federally commissioned SETI project in history. Um, SETI stands for Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. That's what the SETI stands for. So Mm -hmm. here you have the federal government looking for intelligent life on that particular date, which was the five hundredth anniversary of columbus's discovery of America now the the publicity stunt, which it, what it boils down to, was such that if there are any intelligent uh, entities out there you know that happen to be monitoring our planet, you know they might find this as a rather good opportunity to, uh, sort of, uh, you know, give us a hint, you know, of what's, right. what's real. And uh, so, they, so they did, in fact, take that opportunity. But they did it in a way that was not scientifically 100% conclusive. So that ruled out all science, because science only deals with, in, as far as this is concerned, only 100% conclusive proof. This was about probably you know I don't know 90 percent, 98 percent conclusive, but there is in fact a there isn't a, a law or a policy that uh, the NASA has that they will not disclose the existence of extraterrestrials unless they are 100 percent sure. So 99 percent sure is not good enough. I mean they could make that case in a policy you know uh, format, and that's. But it's, it's not really, I don't think that's the case here. I think they just, I think the, the, the uh, dispatchers of this message, of this communication, were actually trying to control for science and for governments. In other words, they didn't want them to really get it. They wanted to see what the general population would make of it because if they if they just contacted the government let's say the government would probably just keep it secret they'd just you know spin it any way they wanted or keep it secret entirely so they decided that you know this would probably not be the best way to go so what they did is they made something that was easily available and accessible to all people which these events were they were you know they are the most fully documented media events in history, Shoemaker-Levy 9, which was the comet that appeared in 1993 and, and crashed into Jupiter in 1994, which is a big uh, scientific story in uh, '94, mm-hmm. and uh, um, so it's 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 documented like few, if any, other astronomical events have ever been documented. So there's all this data. All this research and all this information, okay? So that is in the historical record. All that information, and it's still going on. In fact, the, you know, the, the, a lot of scientists are still studying what happened in, on Jupiter in 1994, with 21 comet fragments hitting it, right. uh, releasing about 50 million uh, atom bombs equivalent on that planet, because so when they explode when they hit the planet they release a lot of energy right mm-hmm. there was twenty one of them from one quarter mile to two, almost two miles in diameter that hit the uh... planet jupiter those are big and they made big explosions fifty million uh... megatons
0: worth. well i'm happy to hear that they hit jupiter not earth because we probably wouldn't be talking right now but uh... you
1: got that right <laughs>
0: Uh you're listening to Night Awakening Radio. We're here with uh Thomas Hackney, uh creator and and uh I guess you're the director and, and just about everything else for the film uh nine three three skills. Oh. Uh, so so in, in your documentary you talk about um that that these folks out there or um you know, the people that are out there in the mm-hmm. distant universe somewhere uh, you know, the impression I got is, is that they kind of somehow projected these these uh, meteorites right towards our planet. And actually, hit a Chevy. Actually, as you explained, they hit it. They hit the right tail light of a Chevy, almost perfect. Exactly. Um, and and that that leads me to wonder. Uh, you know, if they can if they can hurl uh, a rock through space and actually penetrate our atmosphere. And without the thing burning up completely and actually hit the target of i don 't know five inches by two inches mm-hmm. doesn't does, does that kind of lead to the fact that you know it, if the government did figure that out wouldn't wouldn't they kind of perceive them as a potential threat if they can do that
1: well yeah they, they they would, and they'd probably go crazy, which is why they controlled for them, in other words, they did not make it. Something that science would alert them to, because science is only looking at things in a very limited way.
0: Right. So Mm -hmm. they
1: they missed it entirely. The scientists missed it. So governments listen to scientists. If the scientists say uh, there's nothing to worry about, or it's just a regular event, then that's what the governments will believe. So it's the scientists who are the you know the arbiters of of truth, you know supposedly in this society. So. You know, they listen to the scientists. But, they, but, but having educated themselves about, you know, our governments and how, they, and how governments operate, uh, they didn't want to you know, uh, set off a hornet's nest, so they made it look like, a, you know, a natural event. But in, if, you, if you look closely at, at these events, they obviously cannot be just natural. I mean, there's too much information in them that are ridiculously coincidental that you know it's obviously that you know that they, they are intelligently mediated but to a scientist that, you know, that doesn't compute at all uh-huh this doesn't compute so but it could compute to somebody like you and me we're just the general population we don't think like a scientist we don't think in a box we we our minds are more accepting and more open to you know uh possibilities Right,
2: but we can put together these intelligent clues that they left behind. Yes. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, we can, and you know, uh, we don't suffer under under the fear the way the scientists do. See, the scientists have this this giggle factor and this fear of of ridicule that if they come up with some kind of wacky idea like this, they'll get laughed right out of the out of out of out of the profession. You know, and so they're very, very careful. You know, about saying anything that might be a little strange.
0: Well, and let's face it, scientists aren't millionaires. They're they're funded by people who want to believe what they say. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. through you know through grants and and things like that. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you kind of brought up a point in my mind uh, as as you were talking about the scientists. Uh, you know. Um, the 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 folks out there that that threw these rocks at us uh, to to get us to kind of see that they're out there and it was all you know all these seemingly coincidental things all coming together, um, mm-hmm. and you mentioned how the scientists uh, you know didn't really want to look at it uh, and see it for the way that you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Is that because is that because you know they they only see things the way that they want or, or I guess what I'm trying to say do mm-hmm. these these T- types of scientists have a predetermined outcome before the results are even there.
1: Well, yes, in, in a way, in a way, of, in a way that, that's true. Um, but scientists only want to deal with subjects that they control. You know, they don't study things that study them. Okay.
0: Right. So, right. That if, makes sense. You so. know,
1: it's a question of who's the subject here you know uh we're the subject not them and that's what they miss
2: well in, instead of instead of looking at the scientists let's look at the data that we have to analyze i mean you you've spent a lot of years making observations uh share with us now some of those some of those things some of those pu- pieces of the puzzle that you you've put together to understand the things the way you, you do
1: well uh, let's start with the with the license plate of the car that was hit. Okay. Mm-hmm. that was the, one of the first things that really tipped me off <clears throat> because uh, you know the the nine three three is so perfect in so many ways um, it, as i said it was it was the date of the event, which was the nine October nine is when it happened. And that was three days before NASA began the high-resolution microwave survey on the 12th. And it was also three days before the quincentennial. So you've got three, three, and nine. Three times three is nine. Or three times three yields, or let's put it this way, HRMS times quincentennial yields peak skill event. Mm-hmm. you got three times three equals nine. Then it's also... Uh, there are a lot of other things. I mean, there's, they use that throughout, that, that code, 933, throughout. Uh, if you look at the date that uh, Shoemaker-Levy 9 uh, appeared, that was March 93, 933, Okay, the third month of 1993, 933. Uh, the date that Shoemaker-Levy 9 broke apart into 21 pieces, July 7th. 1992. That was 93 days before the peak skill event, or three months. 93 days, three months before the peak skill event. Um, 933 is an excellent handle for our planet, uh, being uh, the third planet around the sun that is, that is 93 million miles from uh, our planet. Mhm That's the astronomical unit that astronomers use to measure space is is the astronomical unit ninety three million miles everybody knows that
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, so nine three the astronomical unit third planet earth is a, is like a handle It's like you know come in nine three three this is uh x y z calling maybe and it's also very apropos as to why life appeared on this planet because. Earth happened to be in a very nice friendly orbit of it, of, of our sun of the sun ninety three million miles if If our planet had been let 's say you know one hundred and fifty million miles away, probably life never would have would have appeared on this planet if it had been forty million miles away, it would never have appeared but because it was in that little thin little uh, orbit where life could Arise. That's why we, we exist. That very fact. So the same is going to uh, is, is going to uh, be the case elsewhere <clears throat> on other planets surrounding other stars, other suns. They will have friendly orbits too, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So you know, depending on the size of the uh, of the of the of the sun, you know the uh, the. The, you know the magnitude of the sun <clears throat> uh, you will have a friendly orbit somewhere. maybe on some stars that friendly orbit will be one hundred and ten million miles away and on mm-hmm. uh, some others it might be a lot uh, like a like a dwarf a dwarf star it might be uh, only forty million miles away but in our in our solar system with our sun being the magnitude that it is, it happens to be probably between you know. 80 and, and 100 million miles. That's probably the range where life could possibly, you know, uh, appear. So it, it 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 it's a very descriptive number for for us. 93 million miles, as far as our own, uh, you know, numbers. Um, we're the third planet, so nine three three. Sounds very good. Well, um yeah, go ahead. I, I can hear.
2: I can hear you on a lot of this math. I mean, the, the numbers that you've tied together on a lot of this, it, it, it makes sense the way you've done it, but it, it doesn't necessarily spell alien to me.
1: Well, here's, uh, another, here's, uh, another, here's another example of 933, which really uh, is, is amazing to me. Okay. The, the weight of the meteorite that was recovered from the car, underneath the car, mm-hmm. was 27.3 pounds you see nine three three again. And this was, you know, weighed by scientists, you know, there was published in, in, in scientific journals uh, what the weight was. I mean, they call it twelve point four kilograms, but if you convert it to pounds, it's twenty seven point three. Nine three three. Well I too it's it's yes. <laughs> you know it's it's
2: what it's it's very it's very precise. as precise as reality is. But ha- have you ever studied the the matrixian theories? Um, kind of like in the movie um, Arcadia, where where our, the fabric of our reality is is created um, as if as if we could discover some kind of uh, formula that would unravel reality as we knew it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what uh, what Albert Einstein was working on working on a the mind of God, so to speak.
1: Right, exactly, the unified theory. So, I mean, what, what,
2: so what, so what keeps, you know, what, what specifically says alien, I, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to connect the, the, the numbers and, a, and aliens, I connect the, I connect the numbers with the very fabric of reality itself, which would naturally go to uh, some type okay. of, of creator or a master, you know, mind of, of everything.
1: Well, let's look at another number, you know, okay. uh, 21. Sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The, the comet Chumerecky-Levy 9 consisted of 21 fragments, right? Mm-hmm. Now, as far as I know, there have never been any sightings of multiple comets or, or fragment, fragmented comets anywhere in, at any time. I mean, maybe there was, but I don't know about it. And not only that, but this particular comet was never seen before. I mean, comets always reappear; they have a, a timetable that they follow. Whereas this comet, with its 21 pieces, just appeared, you know, at, at, on 933 in the month of nine, month and year of 933. But why was it 21? Why, why not just a single one like like all was uh, before? Because because comets augur things. This has, you know, been a a, a a human belief for millennia. You know, comets and fireballs are messengers from the gods, or, or messages from the gods. Okay, so this was possible to use, you know, in our case because we believe this sort of thing, or have believed it for thousands of years. So 21 is arguing what the 21st century, of course. 21 comets. Mm-hmm. What could argue the 21st century better than 21 comets? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to imagine anything. You know, well, I,
2: I could I could right. argue that it was three times seven. Triple sevens was a a, a biblical number if, if I was that type of person, which I'm not. Uh, well, you see, don't ta- don't take me wrong. I'm not an argumentative person. It's just you know. Whenever I go thinking things, I automatically try to debunk my own thoughts. You see what I'm saying? It's not just you. It's everybody, including me.
1: Absolutely. Well, I mean, this is the point, that there's no way to conclusively prove extraterrestrial intervention in in these events. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be just completely natural. There's no way to, 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 to know. All you can do is look at the evidence. And uh, you keep piling the evidence on top of you know, these observations, one on top of the other, and they go on and on and on and on like this, as, as if there was an intelligent designer making all these points. You know, um, mm. I mean, three cubed is 27. That's the weight of the fireball, 27 pounds. Three squared is nine. Three, uh, you know, HRMS the activation of the SETI project, Times, the quincentennial. Now, why are they making a point about this? I mean, if you look at the, the history of Columbus in this country or in this hemisphere and what happened to the indigenous people, I mean, they were basically wiped out. They were replaced and supplanted by the European um, colonizers. So it was mm-hmm. a disaster for them, Right. So here we are looking for newer worlds, you know, on this particular, you know, heavy date, you know, October 12, 1992, when Columbus discovered America 500 years previously. Okay, and we're and we're like making this like like a, a point of uh, of you know of honor or something, you know, that we're looking for newer worlds and we're going to do the same thing to new worlds that we did 500 years ago. I mean it was it was so it was, it was it was so ridiculous that they had to say something. That's my feeling. Is it it just couldn't they couldn't let it go. They had mm-hmm. to make the point that this is this is really rich, <laughs> you know. So they designed this little this little show and um you know, it was the most spectacular show ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, what could be more spectacular than 21 comets hitting hitting uh, a planet that you can see and watch, or, or right. a, a, a a fireball, you know, at eight o'clock at night, prime time, you know, going through the most populated area of the United States, which is the Eastern Corridor there uh And hitting a car taillight so yeah, precisely that, that, yeah that me the whole the whole the whole deal was put it in the American Museum of Natural History you know in New York City for several months with the car and the mm-hmm. meteorite both you know mm-hmm. and all, it, it was it was just amazing
0: hey thomas we 're going to take a quick break um and then we'll we'll wrap up with uh with you, uh, for those of you listening, going into the second hour, we're going to be uh, we're going to be finishing up uh, talking about 933 Skills with Thomas Hackney. Uh, make sure you stick stick to us for a minute. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. We're talking with Thomas Hackney uh, of 933 Skills. Hey, Thomas, did you make it back with us?
1: Yes, I did. I really enjoyed your awesome. music.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, wanted to ask you, uh, you know, maybe a couple more things and then we'll, we'll, uh, uh, call it a day. But what I wanted to ask you, you know, we've talked through, uh, you know, how this theory came about and, and, and um, how you've connected, uh, all of these seemingly coincidental things, uh, you know, to, to, to equal this, uh, one truth, um, you'll find that that, that uh, most of our listeners don't really believe in coincidence either. So, so, you know, for me this is kind of a fascinating thing. But what I wanted to ask you is, you know, uh, you talked about, you know, Earth being 933. Um, my question is kind of two, twofold. How do we figure out who they are and where do we go from, where, where do we go from here?
1: good question <clears throat> uh, we have uh, some clues as to who they are and how they, how they operate how they think uh, what they think from these uh, events when you, when you break them down and take them apart you see you get an insight into them okay um, that's all they're going to give us at this point they're not going to give us you know anything more because we're probably just too primitive for them you know politically socially and every other way uh, I mean, these these beings are probably in the order of, you know, could be a billion, two billion years older than, than humankind. Right. Just from the age of the galaxy. You know, like half the planets in the galaxy are, uh, you know, 6.3 six billion years old. Our, our own uh, sun is only 4.8 billion years old. Mm-hmm. So these guys could be around, have been around for, you know, billions of years longer than us. I mean, not millions, but billions. So uh, if you take that fact by itself and think about it, you know, how advanced could they be? <laughs> Pretty damn advanced. Right, right. right. Pretty damn right. advanced. And I mean, yeah, hitting a car with a with a rock, I mean, probably doesn't present that big of a deal to them.
0: You know. Well, you know, it, it sure as hell would, uh, would impress me, uh, considering, you know, they flung this thing from so far out that, that none of us have even, even seen it coming. Um, but, you know, so so what you're saying is is that basically they're just going to kind of sit back and say, hey, we beat that Chevy up. Now we're going to wait for you to hurl something at us or, or you know, contact us in some way?
1: Um, I think they're just, you know, waiting and observing and uh, seeing what happens here. Uh we you know, we're not such a uh you know, a foregone conclusion that we're gonna survive very much longer, so you know, we're kind of a test case, which they've probably seen countless times, mm-hmm. you know, of a of a of a intelligent race becoming technologically, you know, proficient in, in a in a small way, uh, figure out a few things and uh what happens? Well, what do they do? They kill each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, that's, you know, that's the whole test of intelligence, is, is the, the ability to survive. If you can't survive, even your own selves, then you're not very intelligent, are you? Right. You're not very, you know, you're not really worthy of, uh, you know, uh, of, of the stars, because <laughs> you're just so, so backward. So I look at it as, a, as a kind of a, a millennial kick in the pants. Say, hey, you know, humans, get it together, you know. And we're here well, to guide I'd you, say, maybe a little bit, you know. But uh, we're not going to interfere.
0: Well, Who's to say these people aren't aren't similar to humans in in some way either? You know, I know people always always imagine aliens being these really creepy looking things. I always imagined an alien looking just like me. Honestly, I I don't know why I think that, but uh,
1: you, know, I, you know, I just. Uh, as you as you probably recall from my video, I I, I picture them as as uh, as uh, as elves, you know. Because if you watch the movie uh, Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. uh huh, mm-hmm. the elves were were the first born. They're the wisest and fairest of all beings. Right. So that's that's how I see them as as old, wise, and very fair. You know, very beautiful.
2: Okay, so so you don't think they'll be uh, bad for us, so to speak?
1: I'm sorry.
2: You don't you don't you don't think they'll end up destroying us? It, it just seems to me that every time a a culture that is you know highly advanced in technology meets up with a with a under you know a you know another culture that's more primitive, it's never good for the primitive guys. <laughs>
1: never, never. <That's laughs> you know. exactly right. Exactly right, and this is the history of our of our species
2: mm-hmm. I mean, you
1: know this is exactly what happened you know when Columbus came here, they encountered a a primitive you know culture, and they had the technological superiority, so they just uh, took advantage of it. but mm-hmm. they don't do that see they're a little bit more ethically advanced than we are they've been around a while longer, and they know you know that you can't you know if you, if, if that's your if that's if that's your modus operandi, chances are you're not going to survive very long because, you know, you know you're going to knock off yourselves eventually.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, look, anybody who can throw a rock at me and knock the tail light off a of Chevy without blowing it up or anything with a rock from space, I'm not screwing with those guys.
1: No, no, you don't want to screw with. These I'm guys. bringing
0: them over for dinner, and we're going to have we're going to play chess or something because I'm not, you know, you know. I mean, obviously, if, uh, if these types of, uh, of beings are out there and they can knock the taillight off a Chevy without blowing the car into smithereens, we probably wouldn't want to mess with them anyway.
1: Uh, and the same with a, a species that can you know, hit, the, hit the dark side of Jupiter with, uh, with, with 21 comets and set off uh, you know, 50 million megatons of, of, uh, of explosive force on that planet. In a week, and you don't want to mess with them. No, no. And you don't want to. And mess
2: all, with this, them. all this, all this that we've been talking about tonight, uh, Thomas. All this that we've been talking about tonight can be found in your documentary, nine three three.
0: Skills. Help me,
2: help me out. Yeah, nine three three skills. Yeah.
0: Uh, you have that, do you have
2: a full-length version with uh, no. that has more material in it? Is that my, my understanding? No, I'm working
1: on the full version. What you have there okay. is an introduction. Uh, it's, it's in three parts on YouTube, mm-hmm. about nine mm-hmm. minutes each. Okay. So, so the, uh, the introduction that, that is available now is about 27 minutes, for obvious reasons. But the one I'm working on is going to be probably an hour and a half, and that's going to be much deeper than, than that.
2: So we have nothing. We 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 don't have a link that we can throw out right now because it's still in the
0: process, right?
1: Well, all, all, all you have now is is the uh, is the introduction,
0: which is nine okay. skills. Okay, That's, so uh, that link is in the chat room for those of you who are listening. Hey, make sure you let us know when uh, when you get this thing complete. We'd like to have you come back on and uh, get that get that uh, full length one out to everyone as well.
1: By all means, I, I appreciate uh, the offer, and um, I'll be back to you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to wanted to leave our listeners with uh, today, Thomas, before you left? Oh gosh, I know I kind of uh, put you on the spot there. <laughs> I'm Sorry.
1: Uh, just uh, you know, to keep uh, you know keep your mind open, and you know, so that the like one of my favorite sayings of my good buddy Martin Caden was. You know, don't let the stars go du- uh, go dim or go dark. I think it, it mm-hmm. was one of his favorite sayings. And, and Martin Caden was a, a, a tre- tremendous science fiction author, co-founder of the American Astronomical Society, and um, just a very important historical figure. He uh, died recently. But um, he... Uh, he was, he was with NASA for years. He worked with uh, Wernher von Braun on some, some rockets. He was a great, uh, you know, aeronautical historian. He wrote probably 150 books. You know, uh, 90 of them uh, are historical, and uh, 60 of them are science fiction. So, uh, you know, just don't let the stars go dim, that's all. Mm-hmm. Keep we your mind appreciate open. And I think your Knights uh, of Awakening really have that that, uh, that at heart. I, I really.
2: Oh yeah, we, we try everything. To
1: talk
0: to you. Mm-hmm.
2: We'll try anything once, as long as it don't hurt too much.
0: <laughs> well, we appreciate having you on, Thomas. We look forward to having you on uh, on again once you get uh, that full length version out. Sure. Uh, everyone, that was Thomas Hackney uh, with with nine three three skills. Uh, you know, just just one thing I wanted to point out, David, real quick, was that, uh, you know, I think Thomas uh, said it right early on that, uh, you know, many of us are turned off of this whole UFO thing for the last 30 or 40 years because a lot of these folks don't approach this uh, very rationally. They just kind of, you know, they're kind of, I don't know, I don't want to, I guess I better be careful what I say, but, you know, a lot of them make it. In their quest to prove that this is true, they sound kind of crazy, some of them. Well, um, there are. What impressed me with Thomas was that he was, you know, uh, rather than just saying this is what it is because because it is, you know, he has some facts and some, some stuff he puts together there. You know, each of us kind of make up our own mind uh, in the end. Um, but, but, you know, I thought that was interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, there, there are a lot of ideas going around, and there are a lot of people that, that give ufology a bad name. Uh, but, yeah. you know, probability alone is they got to be out there. You know, there, 99.9% chance they're out there.
1: Right. You know,
2: Carl Carl Sagan broke that down for me whenever I was 10, and I've believed yeah. him ever since. Whether they're intelligent, whether they're here, whether they're messing with us, whether they even know we exist, because, you know, our neighborhood may be way out there, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't too, too long ago that we discovered that uh, Earth wasn't the center of the galaxy, and the more well, we find out, the more we find out, the more we're just you know, just another little speck on the beach. So well,
0: yeah, and, and and not to mention that there's you know probably a good eighty-five or ninety percent of our own planet we haven't even seen before. So that's true. Maybe not that I much, would, but 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 pretty close. Pretty close. I would be. You know. I
2: would be more. I would be more apt personally to believe that some of the things that are being seen in the night sky are our very own technology stuff that the government has and just it's just top secret i mean right. you can watch uh you can watch uh you know video on t v of stealth bombers and all that stuff well when's the last top secret thing you've heard come out do you think do you think well, top secret yeah. stuff just quit got, you know just stopped being developed back in 1990? No. yeah no, but
0: but you know the problem is and, and and I don't want this to turn turn into a tangent but problem oh, is yeah. the problem is in our in our world of uh, reality uh the one we all live in and share the problem is everything becomes a weapon before it becomes something useful unfortunately everything everything is built to be a weapon first and and then you know 15 years later we might use it to actually help each other so so uh we I wanted to do something fun with everyone tonight. I wanted to uh uh, uh talk about something that we all we all have done. And we've all opened the paper uh to to read our daily horoscope. Uh whether you like it or not, you all have a zodiac sign. David was upset to find out that he has a zodiac sign and I had to explain to him that whether he likes it or not, he's got one. So <laughs> so uh we just wanted to have have a little fun with everyone, uh, get you to call in, um, uh, you know, talk about whatever you want. Uh, but we're going to talk about some zodiac stuff now. Um, now, keep in mind, I'm not a, a zodiac expert. I read them for fun, just like everyone else. Um, and you know, I don't uh, I don't really plan my day around them. However, they're fun to read. So, without further ado, David and I were we're going to start out by, by kind of picking on ourselves here first. David, you want to start us off?
2: Uh, Sure. Um, I'll read yours. I'm not going to read the, the humorous one that you sent me earlier.
0: No, don't uh, read that. <laughs> Nobody will ever trust sure? me again. You, <laughs> you sure? Nobody can... will ever trust me again. Don't, don't read that one. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, Justin is a Scorpio, so he was born between October 23rd and November the 21st uh his oh, that strong, point, his Sorry,
0: strong yeah. points his strong
2: points yeah his strong points are loyal, passionate, resourceful, observant and dynamic don't you just love going to a dot com to find out who you are
0: yeah, his uh his
2: weaknesses his weaknesses are,
0: <laughs> are <none>. jealous <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah right obsessive, suspicious, manipulative and unyielding okay so um well, you're uh, a his good guy,
0: right?
2: Right. You're fiercely independent. Uh, you can accomplish anything that you put your mind to and you won't give up. You're perfectly suited to being on your own. You're not, you're not a social butterfly, that kind of stuff. Um, your friend, Friendships with Scorpios are always complicated. Um, they go through a series of extremes. They can be downright moody for no apparent reason. They, uh, sometimes they're, they possess possessiveness and jealousy, but on the other hand, they're extremely loyal. They have an excellent memory, and combine that with the, the inability to let things go. So they can hold a grudge uh, pretty much against anybody forever. Do you hold grudges, Justin? Uh,
0: you know, I uh, I think I have, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I have. You know, some pisses in my Wheaties. I, I kind of take it personal for a day or two, but <laughs> <laughs> I can pour myself okay. another bowl after that, you know.
2: Okay. Yeah. It says on. The, it says on the other hand, the always remember a kind gesture forever and repay it. That's that's good. Any kind, selfless gesture done to a Scorpio will gain trust and respect, which is extremely important to them in any relationship. In business, uh, you make a excellent doctor, surgeon, scientist, and leaders. Uh, your temperament is extremely ambitious, persistent, and determined, which is shown through a power-hungry, controlling attitude. Watch out, Justin. <laughs>
0: Man, for <laughs> I hear you.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: okay, I'm not even going to read no more. Okay, you tell me about me, D.
0: Well, well, hold on now. Scorpios kind of get a bad rap. Uh, you know, uh, my wife is also a Scorpio, so we kind of have this joke that that when it's good, it's real good. When it's bad, move away, step back, Seal up your doors and how and, and windows cuz it's going to get bad um you know but uh you know i think uh i think i kind of resonate with with a lot of that uh to one extreme or another i mean you know we all have our things that we're working on i think that was pretty close um you know i i'll be honest i can be jealous sometimes i can uh be very suspicious at times you know, uh, considering that I've been in, uh, you know, law enforcement-type uh, jobs for the last ten years of my life, I I, I think that's probably have served me well. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else? Manipulative, uh, yeah, you know. Obi-Wan Kenobi was manipulative, too, but uh, he's a good guy. Uh, you know, uh, unyielding, yeah. I think uh, if, you know... I'm always gonna stand up for what's right no matter no matter what's in my way um you know if they're big, if they're if they're you know uh, half as, or two times bigger than me, I'll just push harder if they're three times bigger than me I'll just hit them with a stick you know that's that's unyielding but uh yeah you know mhm i think that was i think that was pretty good uh I do agree that say, Scorpio is the most misunderstood of all signs you know i've had people uh uh tell me that that because I was a scorpio that uh I was better suited to be uh i don't even remember what they i don't remember what they called it you know uh, some kind of powerful wizard or witch or something and I just you know kind of laughed about that because they thought you know Scorpio equals ultimate power or whatever and I don't know about that but but you know these are kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's, let me check something here real quick. Uh, Mrs. Our calling
2: number Mrs. is six four six seven one
0: six four six zero nine. For those of you who want to want to uh, call in and comment and uh, give us your two cents about the zodiacs, go ahead, David.
2: Missus Mrs. Gates has uh, let a little interesting fact slip in the chat room here that she is a Scorpio thing. Uh, so. Tell me, Justin, what's it like having two Scorpios under the same roof?
0: Well, you know, like I like I said, uh um, you know, when it's good it's real good. <laughs>
1: it's real good.
0: When it's yeah. bad it yeah, you know, when it's bad the neighbors lock their doors and board up their windows because it could get bad. It has, you know, uh you know, only because her and I are always kinda uh biting for the same, you know. Uh, things sometimes, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, no, it can. Yeah, it can. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's it's fun either way to me. <laughs> you know, even when <laughs> well, it, when it add, it's a good challenge. It's it, it's a good challenge. Um, I can tell you this. There's probably no no uh, astrologer out there that would ever believe that her and I've been married almost ten years. Us both being Scorpios. Because that's you know, that's foobar, that's just no that's a no go. You don't you, you know, Scorpios ain't supposed to be with Scorpios. And and, and you know, here we uh here we have uh, you know, built uh, we've been together ten years and and married for almost that long, so uh, you know, we've got it figured out somehow. We got it figured out somehow. hmm I want to give a shout-out real quick to uh, some of our guests in the chat, our, 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 our guests that are listening and, and interact at the same time. Uh, UFO.UK, welcome to the show. Senanako, pleasure as always. Heather, uh, guest 3565, thank you for coming. Chakra Tom, haven't seen you in a while, but thanks, uh, thanks for stopping by and letting, letting us know you're still alive. Our, uh, our good friend Alan Wolfshadow, had him on the show uh, a few weeks ago. He's a real fun guy uh he actually has a show coming up in about a uh, half hour so if you're if you're uh in the mood, go check him out and uh Alder, thanks for showing up so let's uh let's talk about david oh, david man. is a david is a sagittarius uh, birthday falls between the twenty second and the twenty first uh his strength keyword keywords independence his weakness words are unemotional unemotional Mm. you know and and, and I I gotta tell you I that one really really hits me because uh, because uh, uh, David doesn't show emotions that that I've ever seen Uh, you know he keeps it kind of low key so uh, uh, so that's as much
2: as I see that as much as a character flaw as I do a uh, um an achievement because uh the way I was trained to be was to have emotion but keep it on the inside and not and not act on it and then have have a separate uh emotion that that I deal with other people on so yeah. that so that whenever you're dealing with me yeah you'll 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 perceive an emotion, but what you're looking at really isn't who I am you see what i'm saying right. it's it's very sure, complicated sure. Sure. uh uh, maybe sure. maybe I just maybe I just forget to to amp it up and turn on the humanity sometimes. But
0: well, I've no, been in a... the thing, the thing, the thing about David that that everyone needs to understand is is David doesn't show uh, you know his emotions in a typical way like 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 I do sometimes. You know if uh, you know I, I I'm not going to lie I have my moments where where you know if I gotta. If i gotta stand up and, and 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 get loud with somebody, you know because I feel it's the right thing to do i'm gonna do it i'm gonna get as loud there ain't gonna be no one louder than me at that point you know uh and that's just who I am. I'm not afraid to admit it but but with david you you really do feel uh david when he's you know when he's talking to you or when he's uh you know when you're when you're communicating with david, you can really feel that so. You know, you may not express it uh to the tune that a lot of us do but 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 I mean it it it, it does come through. In a oh, good okay. way. In a good way.
1: Okay.
0: So Sagittarius and independence. Independence is a very big big thing for them. Independence uh is the is their guiding principle. Uh they love adventure and excitement and welcome change with open arms. Uh, Sagittarius is a sign of of a philosopher and an explorer. Well, it's, it's a good thing David is a philosopher. Uh, they will go as far as the uh, as road will go and explore every corner thoroughly in their ever-internal search for wisdom. Um, freedom is so important to them that they will actually make decisions based on the amount of freedom that is given by choice that they have made. As a result, sometimes a good opportunity is turned down because of its uh, commitment, uh, you know, need for high commitment. But it, but in the end, it's their choice. So it's a good choice for them. Is that is does that hit you, hit you at all?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm independent. Yeah, sure.
0: Oh, let's see here. I lost my. I, I,
2: when, whenever I was younger, I had, uh, what they would call a, an authority complex. I didn't, I didn't like to be told what to do. But now that I've gotten a little older, I, I do kind of understand the. Uh, you know hierarchies and chains of command, and, and recognize that they're in place for certain reasons. And I don't have such a big issue with them now.
0: I have a daughter that's a Sagittarius, mm-hmm. and she sure as hell, she sure as hell is is independent. Uh, you know, she, and and I'll tell you what, she's she's six years old, and she will go as far as to sass her father, to 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 you know stand up for her independence. Uh, and, and there ain't nothing I'm going to say that the, at that moment that's going to you know, change your mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, that's the thing, you know, and it's kind of what they're talking about there is, is yeah, to her detriment sometimes. You know, sometimes you got to know when to just shut up and, and <laughs> just roll with it, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, that fits her to a T. Uh, Sagittarius and friendship. Let's see, let's see what kind of friend David makes. Make excellent friends because of their encouraging, positive nature and their kind heart that will do anything to make sure your friend, uh, their friends are happy. Uh, they do not expect favors in return. Their, kind, their kindness is selfless. They do not interfere uh, with people's plans, and uh, they're never possessive or jealous. You know, uh, they treat others the way that they want to be treated. Uh, they live by the golden rule, so to speak. And uh, live life based on a let and let uh, live and let live policy that makes them so agreeable. Um, they're excellent conservationists with a good sense of humor. Sometimes their sometimes their humor is raw is raw truth. Uh, for those of you who ever had the chance to, to, to talk with David offline, and and uh, uh, he's a pretty funny dude. He, he's a, he, he's a pretty funny dude. Uh, people <laughs> people speak uh, their and well, Don't what hold you, anything what? back.
2: What do you mean by that when you get a chance to talk to me offline
0: not during the radio I'm
2: show it. I'm playing but just because play. uh
0: because uh you're not very funny on the radio but but uh, otherwise you are yeah that was the joke go ahead yeah <laughs> what they say <laughs> is what they mean okay they don't like mind games it holds them back from trying to figure out what is meant they like the straightforwardness and expect it in return this you know what this all brings up a very good very good point, and and uh, this is probably why David and I get along so well, because uh, for the fact that everything that 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 could potentially be a flaw in me, David's got that covered. David's got that covered, you know, um, and, and and it's just blaringly obvious to me that you know, uh, Scorpios are traditionally very very in your face, straightforward. We don't we don't cobble, we don't cuddle, we don't stroke your ego or anything else. We're just going to tell you like it is and uh that's how a Sagittarius likes it. When I uh when I tell David when I tell David how it is, he he just, you know, he likes it that way. Mhm. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, uh Sagittarius uh are known for saying the painful truth. Uh, you know, again, they they're going to tell you like it is. Uh, but on the other hand, people know that they can trust what they say because it's always, it's, it's always real. It's always something that, that's going to come from their heart. Uh, they don't hide anything, unlike us Scorpios are, are, are downplayed for. Everybody thinks Scorpios are so secretive. you know. Uh, no, no, everybody, I'm not a spy. Uh, they're very likable people. The only people that might not get along with them are people that live by a daily agenda with a highly structured, organized life. Certainly does not describe me in any way. <laughs> kind of like the flow with the wind, Dave. What do you say? Yeah. Kind of go with the flow, right?
2: Uh, sometimes it depends on how the flow is going. If, yeah. if I don't like the if I don't like the flow, then I'll be the the one guy standing up blowing the whistle. But other Ooh. than that, you know, if 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 it, if it ain't you know just pure sewage, you know, I'll you know.
0: <laughs> I like how you describe that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't run into that at all, do we?
2: Not, not in our own company.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: when, you, when, you start, when you start venturing out into the world, though, there there are those, you know.
0: You're likely to step in a pile of something every once in a while. It's true.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sagittarius are likely to always be running late, or are, are likely to always be running late and miss a date. Uh, but that's only because they are so forward thinking that they forget about the present. Uh, tolerance is required. Sagittarius does not uh they does not do these thin, uh, things on purpose. Um, so it, you know, it's, it's just who they are. If you understand this and accept this, having a Sagittarius in your life will make the sun shine a lot brighter. And uh, you know, lucky me, I got two two Sagittariuses in my life that, that uh mean a lot to me, so so I'm lucky. I'm a lucky guy. What do you think so far?
2: Looking good. I'm just greeting our new guest.
0: Oh, okay. Who's our new guest?
2: ReturnGuidebook.ca.
0: Hello there, Return Guidebook. Glad to have you here. Um, let's see, where was I? Sagittarius in business. You're born entertainer. Dave is a born entertainer and conversa, conversationalist. Damn, it's a good thing you're doing what you're doing right now, huh? I, I hope so. <laughs> they have no shortage of ideas due to their adventurous lifestyle and exciting life experiences. Uh, they make excellent storytellers, comedians. I don't know about that. Writers, philosophers, <laughs> actors. just I don't know about the actor thing, too. I, maybe on a remake of the Dukes of Hazzard or something. Yes, no?
2: No, not the Dukes of Hazzard, Dukes. no.
0: Not, not the Dukes
2: <laughs> No. <laughs>
0: uh... They like to make the world a better place, and a career that will do that is well suited for Sagittarius. They do not, however, like to find details in mundane day to day routine that bores them, so they tend to procrastinate and let someone else deal with the details. That's my job to let somebody else deal with the details. I'm sorry, Dave. You're going to have to, going to, have to suck that one up. Yeah, it depends on uh, the details, I guess. <laughs> they perform very well in business, but they are at uh, their best when it's crunch time. Uh, if now's the time for all or nothing and there's a great deal of stake, they can get anything done. Crisis brings out the best in Sagittarius. They perform their best under under pressures. So uh what I know of you man, I've known you for for, for several years now. What I know of you, I, I think that's pretty close, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the thing about it is when you're reading these horoscopes, uh I have I have a problem with projecting, so you know when, whenever i read a horoscope i could pick anybody out and look for those qualities that it describes you know of somebody and i could i could kind of see a little bit in everybody oh yeah oh yeah you know,
0: again this is again this is something that that i wanted to do for fun um it's very easy to take what what, what somebody's written and project that to yourself uh you know um and that's what makes these things so so uh popular is that they do appeal to it seems like everybody because everybody can find a piece of themselves you know within these
2: we have a we have a request from the chat room for February
0: February go ahead David hit
2: it okay which uh
0: oh man if it, I hadn't
2: crazy. asked right
0: well it could be Aquarius or Pisces pick one
2: yeah maybe the maybe the chat room guessed that uh February the what there? Mrs. Gates? No
0: answer yet. Okay. Oh, oh, okay, hold on. I, I know why she's asking. Yeah. I know why she's asking. Okay, here, here. Do, uh...
2: <laughs> You're in so much Do, trouble. uh...
0: Do Aquarius. Okay. <laughs> I know why she's
2: asking. Okay.
0: Valentine's okay. Day.
2: Aquarius. Yeah, we, we have another Aquarian in the in the chat room there okay so uh, the Aquarius strong points are witty clever humanitarian inventive and original okay their weaknesses are stubborn unemotional sarcastic rebellious and aloof
0: yes 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 and yes
2: and the the Aquarius that I've known are uh, are like that they they they'd rather like be your friend and walk down the street and watch everything else than really uh, you know confront you face to face and have any kind of serious discussion.
1: Okay. Uh,
2: their uh, personality is independent. Uh, they don't they don't let anything uh, hold them down or restrict them uh, that will cause them harm. Uh, they need to be free and on their own. It's not just desired by Aquarians. It's essential to their well-being. Uh, their friendship, they, they seem to be rather detached, what I was talking about a while ago. Unemotional exterior lies a kind, oh, un, underneath uh, an exterior lies a kind, warm-hearted friend that will go out of their way to help another. Uh, they love to make people laugh and cheer people up. Uh, if it makes them feel good, to make others feel good. That don't make sense. <laughs> oh yeah, my, my wife is reminding me that my daughter is a, is an Aquarius. Yeah. Uh,
1: they I don't ex- they too. don't
2: expect mm-hmm. they don't expect anything in return uh, for this. Put a damper on their freedom. They live with no strings attached, very unconventional, and always full of excitement. Uh, an Aquarian friend, uh, an Aquarius friend, always makes life fun. They might offer you a spontaneous last-minute camping trip with no supplies prepared. So if you decide to go along, you'll have a weekend to remember forever.
0: Yeah, because you might die out in the middle of the desert somewhere because they didn't bring in any damn water.
2: <laughs> we got
0: a caller. we got a caller, Dave. Let's get to our caller. Right? Oh,
2: let's do it.
0: Let's do it. Hello, good evening, good morning, wherever, wherever you are from.
3: Hi, how are you guys?
0: I guess it'd be good, good. morning, then. <laughs> yeah. Happy good morning Saturday. out here. Happy so we're describing
2: <laughs> we're describing Aquarius, and you say that doesn't describe describe your brother?
3: No, it doesn't describe my brother. <laughs> my brother oh. is uh, actually, I think, if I had to give him one, he would
0: probably be more like a Capricorn.
2: Okay, very very earthy
1: hey. kind of
0: person. Hey, look, mm. hey, hey, hey. hey. We can't just arbitrarily assign Zodiacs to people. I just, just <laughs> didn't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> I <laughs> know we can't. I'm just saying today. that he
3: leans more that way. <laughs> 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 Which, now, actually, he misses Capricorn by about four days.
0: Okay, so, okay, well, that's a good point. Now, now again, I'm not an expert in this. Uh, we'll never claim to be because there's just so much, too much to know. Um, and, and a lot of folks spend many, many years studying this stuff. but. uh I do know that, that, you know, a lot of people, if folks are on the cusp of of one sign or the other, uh, uh, you know, it's very very easy for them to take traits from both. Mm-hmm. I, I have heard that. Huh?
2: And is that kind, of what, is that, compl- that kind of what
0: you're saying? Yeah.
2: Wouldn't planetary conflictions within any sign kind of change it one way or the other?
3: It would because you actually have a lot of different things. Like you use... Uh, I used to have a book on this. I used to do this all Mm -hmm. the time. Um, You use different signs, like one will be for your your personality, one will be for your money life and crazy stuff like that. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And it just really depends on, like, the moon's in one, the sun is in another, and then you have your opposite zodiacs that somehow correlate. It's all confusing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And depending what cycle of the rotation is and all this good stuff. Anybody's ever gotten a chart uh, uh, prepared for him, and, and you look at it and you just scratch your head because, yeah, I I feel you because it, it you know what what she's describing it, it, it can go deep. The rabbit hole goes real deep with with some of these folks. That's why speaking I'm an ra- expert. Speaking
2: of, speaking of rabbit, rabbit holes, hole. what what's speaking of rabbit holes? What's your uh, Chinese zodiac signs? You too, guys.
0: <laughs> I'm a dragon. At,
2: I was going to say that if I had to guess I was going to put a dragon on you man. Yeah, I'm a dragon. I
3: actually it's funny. Uh I I'm a very stubborn individual as I'm sure both of you have noticed which is <laughs> no, hilarious because I'm double I'm double hit by this. I'm a Taurus and I am an ox. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, yeah. That, that explains a lot.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> of course, this might explain a
3: lot too. Now, as we know, zodiacs and horoscopes are supposed to be there to help profile people. It's an early form of profiling. Sure. Mm-hmm. The, the Japanese came up with their own version of profiling, blood types.
2: I've heard of that. Well, actually, I have.
0: I'm an I'm an A positive. What does that make me? Let's see here. Uh-oh.
3: Uh oh. Type A. I probably should have is asked pe- offline. <laughs> 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 That's okay. I've got it uh, right here. An A positive are people with type A that have a deep rooted strength that helps them stay calm in a crisis when everyone else is panicking. However, they tend to avoid confrontation and feel very uncomfortable around people. A types are shy and sometimes withdrawn. They seek harmony and are very polite, but at the same time, they never really fit in with other- others. A types are very responsible. If there is a job to be done, they prefer to take care of it themselves. They uh they these people crave success and are perfectionists. They are also very creative and the most artistic of all blood types. They mostly uh they most likely because of their sensitivity.
0: Wow. Oh, I I can I can see some of those things within me.
2: Okay, you're going to have to do mine now. What's O positive?
0: Oh, man. O's.
3: (laughs) Type O. People with blood type O are people that are outgoing, energetic, and social. They are the most flexible of the blood types. They easily start up projects but often have trouble following through because they give up easily. I don't think that's That's right because you guys are... Yeah.
0: No, no, that's... Yeah. who, Who do you think the foot belongs to?
3: Uh (laughs) Let's see here They are flighty and not too dependable O-types always say what's on their mind They value the opinions of others And like to be the center of attention Also, people with O-blood are extremely Mm self-confident
0: Most of that is not, David, I don't think What do you think, David? And I always say that because, because David's always uh, for for those of you who don't know and and and, and I'm just going to put this out there david 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 does not want to be the center of attention on this on this show and 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 believe me believe me when i say that uh you know he's happy with doing the stuff that 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 that, that you know David takes care of a lot of the undesirable tasks like you know keeping up with the with the website and and all this stuff because it's it's hard work it's hard to do. Um, it takes a lot of time, and you know he. Uh, although he loves doing the show with me, uh, he, he certainly is the furthest person that wants to be center of attention.
3: But he does a well, good have, job. He does a great I job. To,
2: yeah. Well, I have to agree. I'm not. I don't. I don't see myself as the showman. You know, I don't. If I were trying to sell the show, you know, like in public relations and, um, you know, just popularity in general, trying to get it out there, I don't. I think, I think there would be a lot more better candidates that are, that are better showmen than I am. And if you look in a corporation, okay, you look in a corporation, you look at your, your supervisors and you look at your, your uh, floor-level supervisors and then you look at your, your workers, okay? Um, the floor-level workers, they're like the grunts. They're the ones that's, that's getting it done. They, they don't mind working hard. They, they, they go in every day. Uh, and and do their thing, and they don't have much invested. They don't make much money. You look at the the slightly higher up, the their boss, their crew bosses. That's that's generally the area that I resonate with. Um, and if you look higher up than that, those guys really don't know much. About, and I, and I'm sorry if I'm insulting anybody, but those guys really don't know much about about what's going on on the floor. they're all all day long, they're they're thinking up these thoughts about really politics within the company itself and how to and how to promote their their line or promote their business or whatever so mm-hmm. i really can't get i can't really get up into that highest echelon of showmanship you know just because i see that i see that as having a some kind of some more of a negative flaky uh thing that I, just doesn't harmonize with me well so i, I stick around the, the middle range and i try to I try to get it done and coordinate people and, and do that kind of thing and uh so so that's that's just my take on it but uh so that's that's why I don't like being the the front man for anything um
0: well you know I'd really, one thing I'd really to look at, uh, one thing to look at with these zodiacs and the chinese horoscope and the you know the 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 blood type uh uh horoscopes that uh that ali is is telling us about you know they're the very, very general descriptions of of good traits and bad traits, and, and they're very clearly defined. Uh, and and I think what you can see here, uh, David, I, and you, you may agree, you may not, but is that, you know, not a lot of these things, you know, match many of us perfectly because, uh, a lot of us have recognized these. I won't say faults because we are who we are. Uh, bottom line is, but but we set out every day to kind of Kind of uh, lessen the effects of these of these negative things about us. So, you know, I mean, you could take it with a grain of salt. I, you know, the the things that that Ali listed off for me um, were probably certainly true at one time in my life, um, and, and they still may be true to a point now. I, mm-hmm. I certainly don't think that I certainly don't think they're pre- prevalent, uh, simply because I have recognized those those uh, traits in myself and set out to to fix them every day. You know.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I want to read off mine and let's see what you guys think on it
1: Alright, let's hear it Go ahead
3: I'm a type B, so it says here People with blood type B are the most practical of the blood groups They are specialists in what they do When they start a project, they spend extra time understanding and trying to follow directions than others might When they are doing something, all of their attention is focused on it They tend to stick to a goal and follow it through to the end, even if it seems impossible They tend to be less than cooperative, as they like to follow their own rules and their own ideas. They are individualist. B-type people pay attention to their thoughts a little more than their feelings, and therefore can sometimes seem cold and serious. People with blood-type B are often considered more relaxed, free-willing, and unconventional than than other types, although not necessarily to an unacceptable degree.
0: Again, I can see, I, I I could see it both ways, you know. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> these things are always kind of hard for me to. These are always kind of tough for me because, you know, I could, you know, as David said earlier about projecting, I could, I mean, I could kind of fit people in both ways, you know. Uh, it certainly explains uh, partly why 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 you're a policeman, a police woman, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> Not everybody can do that kind of thing, you know. You know, guys like me, I, you know, I'm I'm like you, Allie. I'm the dude when the building's on fire. I'm running towards it like an idiot. Everybody else is running around. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, and that's just that's just how it is. You know, for me, and and and, it, and, it, and it's, it's not something that I do purposely. It's just a reaction. You know, so maybe there is something to some of this stuff. Uh, again, I think uh, I think uh, most of us. Uh, Especially those who listen to the show, I think, um, are are out there every day trying to trying to remedy or lessen the effects of some of these uh, less desirable attributes. Mm-hmm.
3: I guess that gives me a third. Like you're stubborn, also. I guess it's confirmed, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> third time's a charm. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: yeah, it can be. I once uh, this is a true story. I once pushed a fireman on the, onto the ground. Uh, we had a I, the, 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 truth. It, it's the truth. We had a had a I had a big fire. Was about 12 people lost their lives in this fire, and it was right next to to where I worked. Uh, um, and you know, there was only like maybe four firemen on the scene, and 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 they weren't going in there. But I knew there was a back way up to this to this building. It hadn't caught on fire yet. And uh, I pushed through the guy and knocked him over and took a couple of guys with me. And one of the guys, I helped him hop the fence, and he went in there and got the, got a couple of people out. But stubborn is the word, probably. <laughs> I can't think of any other <laughs> word for it. Maybe stupid, you know.
3: <laughs> hey, but you know I, what? You did it to save some people, so it's all good.
0: Yeah, it's all good. I,
2: I've, I've seen you be stubborn before, Allie, but it's it's never been about any kind of issue that... That would make me want to lock horns with you, you know what I mean? You, you're you, always, the ground that you're standing, I have no problem with most, you know, most of the time. So, you know, it doesn't bother me. I'm sure it bothers those that you're butting heads with, but <laughs> <laughs> you can't please everybody, right?
3: True. That's right. Well, there's the one more blood dry, type huh? on here. There's one door more blood it. type on here, and just so ev- that way we can cover all of them. People with blood type AB are hard to categorize. They can have the characteristics of both ends of the spectrum at the same time. For instance, they are both shy and outgoing. They easily switch from one opposite to another. AB people are trustworthy and responsible, but can't handle it when too much is asked of them. They don't mind doing favors or helping out as 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 long as it's on their own conditions. People with this blood type are interested in arts and metaphysics. Hey, who's on the chat room? That's an AB.
2: <laughs> Do we have any ABs out there? Anybody? No takers. Gonna, I guess
0: not. I'm going to call the hospital to verify. I think that's funny about the about the blood type. You know, most of us don't 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 really know what we are uh, until we're faced with a situation where we have to know, or you know, if we're intimate with our with our medical records uh it's no secret that uh uh people of the uh, of the uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? people of the medical field and I are not good friends I don't really go to the hospital for anything uh I would probably rather just die <laughs> um so you know for for a person like me I would never have known my blood type if it hadn't been stamped on my dog tags you know so I think a lot Same of folks don't really a lot of folks don't, really won't know what they are you know uh, I know I wouldn't have unless no. unless it was printed on a piece of metal for me, you know. <laughs> I'm
2: not going. I'm not going. I'm not even going to tell how how I found out my blood type. <laughs> my blood type. <laughs> okay, okay. I was a military fanatic whenever I was younger, so I did have my own. I did have my own set of dog tags, even though I was like a 12 year old kid. And uh, so I, I went to the hospital to find out what blood type I was. Or I looked it up on my. That's awesome. Because, you know, and I remember yeah
0: that. that's that's dedication uh a <laughs> good friend Alan wanted to know how how thousands of people can have the same horoscope that fits them uh my answer is it is, is uh along the same lines of of that that projecting i think it's very easy for people to project something that that they either a want to see in themselves or b uh, uh truly do see in themselves it, you know it goes both ways you know if if Everybody likes to be identified. I like to be identified, you know, uh, when I read these things. You know, I truly can resonate with them, whether I believe them or not. It's a different story. Uh, But it's easy to resonate with me because either, A, that trait truly does exist in me, or, B, I I want that (laughs) trait to resonate in me. So, uh, I mean, that's kind of my answer to, to Alan's question. Dave, you got anything for that?
2: No, it's it's pro- a lot of it is projection. I think uh, some of it was formed off generality. Some of it, in, in the early days, it was it was uh, considered science. You know, it was yeah, oh,
3: th- yeah. the
2: technology the technology of the time. But um, yep. it was their version
3: of psychology.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, um, my dear, thank you for the call. As always, it's a pleasure.
3: Mm-hmm. Fun talking mm-hmm. to you guys.
0: Always make, is. Make, make sure you get with us uh, uh, offline about uh, uh, getting your group on our Sunday show. When oh, you, I'll uh, definitely when you get, get around details. that. Yeah, okay. um,
3: I'm going to talk with them tonight when I go to Circle.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, tell them tell don't be shy. Tell them don't be shy. We'd love to have them. All right, dear. We'll see you later. Talk with you later. Hi. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that was... That was kind of interesting. I didn't know about the blood type the blood type thing, but uh I mean you know, you know they all seemed kind of the same to me uh you know in the realm that uh they 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 either profile people or uh try to try to generalize uh you know behaviors and stuff, but I had never heard of the blood type one before mm-hmm. Leave it to those japanese folks to 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 use something uh, gross like blood and and guts. I was kinda happy thinking about being a dragon and something cool, you know, like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, with the Chinese zodiac, I'm a I believe I'm a snake.
0: You're a snake. And
2: uh, yeah, funny enough, my wife is a rabbit. And it tells oh,
0: her. eat her up. Boy. Yeah, but I have a feeling that, that rabbit can can, oh, can oh. keep that snake in line.
2: Correction, it says she's a dog.
0: Oh and so, if, so when trouble. you
2: look it up. I, so so when you look it up it, it tells the it tells the dogs to beware of the snakes.
0: <laughs>
2: but it works out well, you know, we get along.
0: All right, well we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up tonight, guys. Uh uh I, I you know, it was a really fun show. It was interesting having the having the uh uh UFO stuff on there a little bit earlier. Um, you know, it's not something that I really uh, dabble in a whole lot because uh as it was pointed out, you know, there's just there's just so much stuff to to try to get through, um, and, and and you got about thirty or forty years of fluff, you know, really. Um, so it's kind of hard to get to a, to a point where, uh, you know, where you can say that something is legitimate or not. Um, I did enjoy the the content though, um, you know, I thought it was interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure, the, the the astrology part was kind of fun. We didn't we didn't intend for it to be serious or anything like that. Yeah. although in the fu- although in the future we may get some guest on here that actually knows what they're talking about and kind of break it down for us they actually might be
0: we are working yes look- we are working on a uh, I don't mean to cut you off David but but real quick uh, we are working on uh, getting an uh an astrologer slash dream interpreter on here very soon uh, as soon as we can get that guest to commit uh, to doing a show we'll we'll get her on here and and have a lot of fun with it I think that kind of stuff is fun you know as long as you as long as you take the uh, the information objectively um uh, and you, and you have an open mind about it uh you know it can be a lot of fun any closing words david
2: Nope, that'd be it
0: all right well that's going to do it for us everyone want thank you for uh thank you for listening uh, uh don't forget you, you can check out uh, niceawakening.com and uh see all the upcoming show information um uh, one thing we want to to announce is that w- Regretfully, we cannot uh, we cannot do a show uh, this Sunday, so uh, please don't waste your time looking for us on Sunday. We're not going to have a show uh, due to the fact that we could not get uh, any of the communities to um, agree to come on uh, for this week, so hopefully next week. Check us every week, uh, Fridays at 7 p.m. Uh, visit nightswaking.com for current and upcoming show information. want to thank our guest today, uh, Thomas, uh, for showing up and, and giving us some insights on his uh, Project 933 Skills. All you in the chat and all of you listening, thank you very much. We really do appreciate it. Those of you who uh, are are registered at Blog Talk, please set us as a favorite host. Uh, It really means a lot to us, uh, and and it really helps us out. Um, So until next time, awaken your night within.